cliffcentral.com. We are joined in the studio by Louise Carver. Look at you. It's hey, nice hey, to hey, see hey. you again. Thanks for having me. Yeah, how, how the hell are you? I'm really, really overworked and underpaid. <laughs> <laughs> well, it doesn't show. Thanks. Doesn't you look show. amazing. Well, thanks, guys. Here's a picture sure. of uh, Louise the last time she was here. Mm-hmm. You haven't changed a bit. Oh, thank you. Unbelievable. All right. Thanks. Very good. So whatever you're doing, you need to share your secrets with us. Are you, uh, have you stolen the fountain of eternal youth from somewhere or what's the story? Come on. Um, well, my mother is 76 and she looks fantastic. So, wow. And she just used olive oil and whatever they had in the 80s. So I don't know. And thanks for that. I, in I, the 80s, they used to smear whale fat all over themselves, <laughs> didn't they? That's what they used, used to, to lie do. in the sun, didn't they? <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so maybe it's, and with uh, mirrors shining on their faces. <laughs> thanks, guys. <laughs> the 80s, how funny. What All right, we survived so, it as children. Can you believe it? I, I know. You know, drinking, driving. 50 years ago. Soon it'll be 50 years that's ago. That's right. That's right. No. Yeah, well, that's what Gareth said. Okay, so I don't know about soon it'll be. Soon it'll be 50. <laughs> so Louise Carver, a renowned South African singer-songwriter known for her powerful vocals, emotive lyrics, just 15 years old, she was signed and released, and uh, her first debut single was called It Don't Matter. I remember that song. I don't worry about it. Absolutely. <laughs> Still love it. Thanks. And it, it don't became matter. A, a massive, massive radio hit. Uh, the last time we spoke was 2017, so Jeez. pre-COVID. Sure. Yeah, yeah, so much has happened. Oh, it's a long You've time ago. You've moved your offices and studios closer to me, which mm. I really appreciate for this morning. We Thank did it for you. It was Thank all you. for you. We, we had you in mind. It's the moved. little things. You when know. we moved back in February, the main reason was like when we eventually have Louise in here in <laughs> yes. August. Yes. Four kilometers away from yeah. her house. We Perfect. want to make it convenient for her. <laughs> so let's just update everybody here. Seven studio albums. Mm. Sure. One live, 11 South African Music Award nominations, two US Billboard number ones. Mm. Bloody amazing. 16 top 10 hits in South Africa to date. Mm. Holy hell, you've done well. <laughs> and yet it doesn't oh. feel like it. I, I still have a bit of imposter syndrome. Um, <laughs> really? Sometimes I look at my hands doing things on the keyboard and uh, on, on the piano <laughs> and I just think like, what are you doing? Um, really? Yeah. That's very cool. And sometimes, yeah, it's... Very strange. Almost like an out-of-body experience. That's exactly what it is. So (laughs) I try not to have those when I'm on stage and just go with it. So, all right. I mean, last time we spoke to you, I mean, you, you... is your dog still alive? Elvis, that you oh, told us about? Elvis. No, oh. he got to 16 and a half. Because he was, yeah, he was already quite old then. Yeah, he's a Scotty. Um, Shame. Yeah, it was. It, 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 it I makes you feel dog. better. I, uh, Carl died as well. I know. So, yeah. I've, I sent you wishes for that because it is actually very traumatic. And, you know, I love all animals. Um, but sometimes there comes a dog or a cat or whatever you have that's very, very special. Well, you've and, got and a Elvis. tattoo of Elvis. I do, and his name on sure. my neck, which Look I had that. made. Yeah. I hope that's the right way around. It was very early this morning. But That's not going to put off any uh, potential future husband. <laughs> yeah, no, not at all. <laughs> this woman's so obsessed with her, Scotty, I've got no way into her heart. Right. I have no intention of getting married, please. None? No. Really? I was actually with Ross yesterday. We were just rehearsing from Ross? Prime Circle. Oh, Prime Circle Ross. Yeah, we're good friends for many years. And he? Yeah, we, was, we were talking about marriage. And I, um, I don't know why I end up saying weird things whenever I'm not on Cliff Central very often, but I do say I spill the tea. Yeah, it's but a it, very comfortable <laughs> environment. That's why. But yeah, you said, do you want to get married? And I said, no, I, I really don't. Um, and I feel like... If there is such a thing as past lives that I've possibly been strangled by a, a, a husband from a past life, I have this closing throat feeling whenever anyone discusses marriage. And plus, sure. for what I do for a living, I get my hair, my makeup done, and I get dresses made, and I go on and, and have my day on stage. So mm. I, don't, I don't need a wedding. It's part of sure. what I do. So no, I just um, – I like long relationships as long as they are healthy and – because you had, a, you had a shitty one you told us about last year. Yeah, time you see what too. I mean. I don't oh, so it's the trauma wasn't... from that one still. No, well, no, I'm over that one. That's, that, good. that's done. That's good. good. Lessons good. were learned. Yeah, good, you didn't uh, hang on to stuff. No. I said to someone the other day. You must be open to love. Oh, I'm, I'm six years in a relationship. <laughs> ah, great, good, good. <laughs> She's fine. <laughs> Got this. I'm good. Someone said to me uh, years ago, and I think, I think it's so valuable to remember this, like, guilt and shame are just the most pointless things you can inflict on yourself. Yeah, things to carry, yeah. Because nobody else is aware of them. Yeah. And it's only eating up your soul. Exactly. Making you miserable. And I see so many people in the world today who are just guilt-riddled and 
full of shame and th- it holds them captive. Mm. I think also jealousy. Um, mm. I found myself, not often, but jealous about someone else's success. Yeah. And I've had to like give myself a talking to and go, they're not even aware of your emotions. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's all you. Exactly. So it's very, it's a, you know, to use an overused word, it's very toxic to have that in your body. Mm. It's just a um, waste of energy. It is. Um, and it should just be a sign that it's something that you'd like. So work harder. So mm. Yeah, I, I like the idea that, you know, you also admit that we, we all sometimes get jealous. Mm. And, and I sometimes think of, I mean, in, in my, my lucid, sensible moments, I'm, I'm never really jealous of anybody because I, I think, no, I kind of like being me. Mm. Most of the time, yeah. thank goodness. But there are those moments where you think, hmm, it would be nice to be them, maybe because, I don't know, they're extremely uh, smart. Maybe they've got tons of money. Maybe they've got the, the most interesting career in the world. Yeah. Compared to what you think you've got, right? Yeah. And uh, I, f- I find that there's this when someone's in the slipstream or when they're in the flow, everything they touch is just works. And I've definitely had those moments mm. where I think, gosh. Well, I mean, hell of a career, right? I most people would be horrified to think that you at any point could be jealous of someone else. Yeah. And I think, but I have been. So, mm. um, and I think it's just... You haven't murdered them and put them in the ground, though. No, I've definitely rolled my eyes when their names come up. <laughs> oh, oh, that like, guy. LeBang's like, I have. <laughs> I'm like, hmm, does Gareth know? <laughs> what have you heard? So you, you're in a six-year relationship now. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Right. It's kind of sounding like marriage. Is it? You know, like, after like don't, four don't years. Don't make her throat close up. Will you yeah, just stop? No. <laughs> No, right, I've, so, I've had the talk with him. No. Okay, but Louise, is he? You don't have to reveal anything here. Is he also in the music business? No, no. Okay, no. thank goodness. He actually works for a Canadian company, and they are um, in the cryptocurrency um, oh. world. Okay. Uh, building. He's a software engineer, so he's uh, building Excellent. things so that he I don't understand. He doesn't get involved in music, <laughs> and you opposites. don't get involved in. Bitcoin. Not at all. No. Um, he does. Try. I said, I say, babe, how was your day? And he said, well, I built this and my brain just uh, switches I, off. I'd love. Well, that's like, also uh, when you realize yeah. there are uh, people that understand things fundamentally that I just feel like I will never really understand um, things. So he's building Web3 um, nice. and things like that. So he's, yeah, okay. he's a, he's a very I'm gonna, logical. I'm going to ask you complex no, please questions don't, about I know Web3. you know. No, I don't. <laughs> I don't know. I'm out of my depth. There's there a web three. He does try, and then I can see he's like, "You've glazed over again." I'm like, "Oh gosh, it's just so hard." But yeah, he's a very logical, calm, rational person, and I think that's often when you've been from one, you'll go extremely to the other. So mm. that's where I am at. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, it's nice too that he, you know, if he was in the music business, you'd end up talking about work at home. Which I was saying to was it was it on the show we did last week where I was like, why do people need to? I was with some people. Yeah, I was on Friday. Like, why do people have to get home and share their boring nonsense from work, especially if they're in a really dreary job? Yes. And if you're in an exciting job like yours, where you're making music and going Mm. on tour and performing for people, Mm. some people can get very into that. By proximity, especially if they're in a relationship, mm. and start offering you advice on stuff that they don't know anything about. Mm. You don't need that. No. You don't want this uh, boyfriend of yours saying to you, oh, you know, <laughs> Shame, I reckon you should be doing this on stage. Or He doesn't do any of that stuff. Not at all. Of no. Not. I do ask him for his opinion on things. Um, like what things? Like um, the way he sees... Uh, uh, well, a, a small example was merchandise. So I'm developing oh. this merchandise thing for Home to Alive. Um, and I will. Th- we're doing these beautiful, well, they're not beautiful, but they're cool, trucker caps. Yeah, with cool. beautiful words. trucker caps. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> but with, um, with words that I put out on Facebook, which is your favorite South African slang word. So what mm. came back was a whole bunch of interesting ones. Filthy <laughs> ones, I'm <laughs> filthy sure. Filthy ones. Yeah. Um, but the most popular was liquor. Uh, sure. So I, I just asked him... Uh, which font size and which do you like? And his brain will immediately see patterns because he's course, a patterns person. Uh, when we, the first month we were dating, I actually thought he was a little bit on the spectrum. <laughs> really? Because <laughs> he's so rational and so so shame. We do we do joke about but that. It sounds like a good balance. 
yeah, I'm uh, I'm a lot. I'm not everyone's cup of tea. I do come in with um, a lot of kind of emotion or whatever it is, and I guess that's what makes you a good performer and singer. Come on, if you didn't have emotion, who would want to listen to someone who's well, that's true. dead inside singing a song? Yeah, that's what they could not dead inside. Someone who's like dried up like the desert. Please sing, a, sing us a song about your relationships and emotions and feelings and the things that you experience in life. Yeah, right, but I really don't have anything inside. <laughs> no, that's no one's idea of fun. No, no. I suppose not. All right, no. so let, let's uh, get on to what you're, you're busy with because you're doing um, a new tour. Yes, so, so it's called Home, Home to a Life. Yes. So let's just talk about this. Kicks off next week. Yeah, at Monte Cassino. Next week. Nice. Yeah. 2nd of September. 3rd of September, we've got a, another show at Monte Cassino, and then I take it around South Africa. And as soon as you announce your tour, you've got uh, people already going, why not Neisner? Or why don't you? Know, I'm, ge- I'm getting Jeez, there. Nice I'm now. getting there. But not this tour. <laughs> Gareth is like, who is even in Neisner? <laughs> A couple of druggies and some retired people. Like old money. There's a lot of old money in Neisner. Is there? Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, they they want to see performances as well. They deserve entertainment. Oh, no. You're the person on Facebook. She's the one sitting oh, here. Like standing up for the people of Neisner. Is it? Is it? No, so, but we're going, we're going uh, Cape Town, Durban, uh, Atterbury Theatre in Pretoria, which is such a beautiful venue, nice. and then um, Monte Cassino, and then two obscure ones in the tour because uh, my parents live in Amanus. And Are you doing I, them as well? I'll huh? do Hermanus Auditorium, oh. which is lovely. And then um, Jan Milan, who used to live in Joburg, he did the wonderful, I'm sure you did it as well, uh, Hospice Night of the Stars. He's oh. gone to, um, he and his partner live in Paternoster. And we've been chatting, and he's got a lovely theatre there, old school. Everything he does is just beautiful. And it opens out to the little tiny Paternoster Harbour. But I'm sure that there? a place like that, they would love to have you in there. All the whole village comes out to That's support it. stuff. That's right? so, it. It's a good place to go. Yes, yeah, so I've, I've popped it in, and my dad, being also an engineer, very logical, said, do you know how far Paternoster is from Hermanus? And you've got to go there the next day. It's like a five-hour drive. But Sims uh, from the Muffins, the cooler, um, <laughs> Sims from the Muffins, Sims Cooler, will yeah. be joining me. And on guitar, and, uh, right? Yeah, and backing vocals. It's beautiful vocals. Right. And you've also got uh, Kenny on the drums. Yes, Kenny right. Williams, who's just keeping us all together nice and tight. And uh, so for when I travel with Sims, we just get on really, really well. And I've uh, my parents, he doesn't drink. My parents took him wine tasting on the first day, so he ended up <laughs> drinking. So I don't know what I've started there. My dad collects old um, cars and, and uh, does them up. So he's got old MGs. So he took, when I was trying to, I did an interview in Whale Coast on, in Hermanus and then drove back. And there I see Sims and my dad in those old uh, little caps. Yeah. And they didn't even see me. What, my dad in the was sports in, cars? In the, in the MG in the Red MG. driving past. Oh, nice. And I thought, well, okay, bye, Sims. It's good to be in your band. You get wine tastings and uh, driving around in sports cars thrown in. Yeah, you know, my dad... Um, we had an interesting childhood, um, traveled around. Uh, my folks, I'm first generation South African, so my parents came from England. Much like a time we're having now in South Africa, they moved in 73 or 74 from England when England was going through a terrible time. You yeah. know, they, they had a massive recession. Had the a mines were closing down. government. They had strikes all over. They had, they had load That's, shedding. They had load shedding. Yeah. So I was thinking about that before I came on your show and um, today, and I was just thinking that they um, uh, emigrated during a time where we're having now, a lot of people obviously mm. leaving the country. Leaving, mm. yeah. So why home to alive now when, you know, really there's well, so much negativity? Don't we need it now more than ever? Well, that's what I was mm. hoping you'd say. <clears throat> okay, so you, you, you're doing your own stuff, but this is what's cool about it. You're also doing some songs that are very South African. Mm that make people a bit nostalgic. Mm, yeah. Songs like uh, Paradise Road, yes. Joy, which everybody sure. loves. Yeah. And when I hear that, I just I get emotional about mm. that song. Me too. It's like instant you emotions. Do too? Yeah. yeah. No. It, it, it's that kind of song. Yes. It, it really just makes you like weep. She actually then, reached out to me. She sent me a message. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, she did, yeah, she just She's the only surviving. It's Felicia. Yeah, yeah Felicia's yeah. The, the last one left. Because um, they, they, remember, they never got any money from that oh, song. Oh, that 80 story. <sighs> Such a bad story. Oh, no, it makes me so mad. so many mm. stories like that in the 80s. And you sign all your rights over to some <sighs> manager. and They just you know. disappear with the cash. Yeah, mm. the same as a substitute. Um, 
Uh, Clout. Subs, yeah. True, same yeah. story there. Yeah. And my first. We had Cindy Alter in here. She told us that story. I, yeah. was, I was horrified by the end of it. Yeah. Yeah, she's had that story. It was a horrible time in the 80s. But musicians. at least they got money. These days, you don't even get paid by YouTube and uh, <laughs> yeah. Spotify and exactly. Apple Music. Much exactly. Yeah, yeah. You've got to make your income through being on the road. Yeah. And if yeah. you're a writer like myself, um, you get royalties from writing the, the for, for other people yeah. and for you, right? Mm. Mm. But I mean, the music industry generally has changed quite a bit. I mean, if you started when you were 16, you've probably seen all sorts of things. And 15. <laughs> my bad, I'm one year off. It's basically child labor. I mean, yeah. well, your, your parents should have been arrested for putting you on the, My on mother was at every single, she was adamant that some was go, someone was going to fiddle with me. Um, and luckily no one did, um, mm -hmm. because that's when all that. And so she would sit there with her book. Already, and checking just, for pedophiles. Mm -hmm. Good, watching, good for watching. her. Yeah. And then when I was 16, I had to go and perform. I didn't have to. I loved it. Every Wednesday, they gave me a slot at a place on the N2 called Steamers as you drive into some dodgy as hell. It, it was. sounds like one of those old That sounds like a place you should bars. watch out for pedophiles. <laughs> Your mom was right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. My mom knows lioness. best. Mother's um, instinct, right, LeBang? You <laughs> yep. wouldn't let any of your children go to a place not called Steamers. steamers. <laughs> not on a Wednesday chance. night and you're in school. Mm -hmm. She'd drive me out in a little red Jeep and sit there in <laughs> wow. the back going, oh, God. Okay, here we go. But yeah, so I'm doing. So they were supportive at 15. Your mum was there at every gig. Yeah. That's amazing. That's awesome. And every studio session. That's she'd just amazing. Good. Bring her book and just be there. Um, knock in the way. She never said anything. She's mm. just watching that everything was above That's board. That's right. And it mm. was above board. Um, and yeah, just to back to where you, you were talking Paradise Road. Um, and Weeping. Weeping with Bright Blue. Yeah. Um, lovely story. Most people know the Nkosi Sikilela was in the Beautiful instrumental. Song. The song was banned. Obviously. Charted. Yeah. Banned. Another band song was Eddie Grant, uh, Give Me Hope, Joanna. Also charted before the government of the day realized what they were, the big metaphor of Joanna was South Africa. Mm. Uh, although he's not South African, the song is very much mm. about our situation. So I've included Hope, Joanna. Cool. Um, and then um, some... Yeah, I've got a, a lot of wonderful friends that have are brilliant songwriters. So I've included Prime Circles, Pretty Like the Sun. So um, it's interesting. A lot of people assume that everyone in music sort of you guys all know each other because you do a festival or a concert and hmm. you all kind of like, but you don't really, unless you make an effort. Yes, you're not going to see those people mm. for months. Mm. Plus, when you're doing shows, they're getting ready for their set. You're That's getting exactly off right. the stage. You're getting on. Whatever it might be, you're not actually socializing. You're not sitting behind uh, the curtains there having a drink together and catching up and like, how's your wife? What's happening with your kids? There's mm. none of that going on. Well, there was a very special time when I first moved to Joburg where there was 44664. That was um, a big, big get-together. Yeah, and that's where the connections were made with um, Anu uh, from the New Girls, Anu Carstens, um, Art Matthews from Just Ginger, and Ross Prime Circle. Those are my friends um, guys, sure. and and um, a bunch of other musicians as well that we haven't really remained in contact but the the groundwork was done we had to spend a lot of time doing charity work to be part of 44664 um, and then I've also run a series of concerts on my own before COVID um, which I'm going to start up again where I collaborate with another artist I sing on their songs they sing on mine we have to nice. share the same kind that's of cool. audience right? I like cool. that um, so that's what I've done Superb. and I'll bring that up again but um, yeah, and then mixed in with the well-known songs are only my hits. So I'm not going to be taking you on an album journey. It'll just be songs like Home and Empty Fantasy and Warrior. Um, Beautiful. The big ones. I think that's amazing. Good. It sounds Thanks. wholesome. I think that's the word. It sounds like a wholesome performance that you've put together. Yeah, I think you've got to go with an objective because why are you doing something? Mm. And um, I've thought about that. It ain't for the money. <laughs> There's a lot of easier ways to make money than touring, I can tell you that. Mm. Um, it's hard work. It's mm. hard work. And after every tour, and I say this to Sims, um, I say, well, that was really hard. I don't want to do this for a very long time. And then I call them, hey, listen. <laughs> We're doing a tour. I've got this idea. Doing it again. Should, like, right, because people, people make all kinds of assumptions. I mean, you've also got other businesses. You're still doing the jewelry very thing? Very much so, yeah. You are. Mm. How's that going? Very well. Uh, COVID was... Awful for a lot of reasons, but good for my jewelry business. I took it out of all the shops that it was in. 
Oh yeah. Uh, and I made it an online um, uh, business. Nice. But that's easier said than done. There's so much competition in an online world. So how do you stand out? Well, sure. I'm a performer. So every Sunday during COVID, I did a Facebook live show where you could get the jewelry for less 25% with free delivery. And initially Brilliant. three people joined, all men from various small towns around the country, not buying jewelry. I don't know what they were doing. Couldn't see their hands, if you know what I mean. But anyway... <laughs> Oh, and I realized disgusting. I was missing a key element, which was I didn't market it. Yes. I just thought, well, it's me. Everyone will put, no, yeah. no, we'll pitch up for the music, not there. So I started uh, and now it's a weekly thing, which I do 4 p.m. until 5.30 p.m. off my Facebook page, Louise Carver Collection. Uh, people tune in and I go through 25 of the top pieces of the week. I'm importing from Italy. I'm importing from yeah, Turkey. Beautiful. And Very we go through cool. it. So it's not sales pieces and people, and we, and we've actually got a bit of a community mm. that started and people wish each other, Oh, hello. How are you? How was your holiday there? That's, that's all going on. You know, and that's how I stood out on an so online business. It's a cult. <laughs> it's, a cult. it's a cult. It's a cult. Jewelry cult. <laughs> Jewelry cult. Didn't but know it was possible. I, I do think, I mean, it's like, it's quite interesting how things have changed in the world where, where you used to, and you'll remember this too, because radio was so important, mm. right? You had to get your song on radio. Yeah. And then you had to expose it to these huge, big audiences. Mm. And maybe a few of them would buy your music or get involved, come to a show or whatever. Now you can reach that audience precisely, mm. get mm. to the people who actually will buy and will come to the shows. And you don't have to worry about the ones yes. who are not because yeah. they won't come. Yes, it's exactly. It's niched. It makes sense. Yeah. It's cost effective. You're not talking, you're not trying to convert people who are not interested. Exactly. Mm. That's exactly how I've always operated because I know that I'm not, um, you know, there's music where it's, um, it's perfect for get up, forget your worries. And I'm more of a thinking act. <laughs> yeah. And so I realized Okay, you're not jack of all trades. You are niche, mm. and you are uh, you try and pull it together and be a little bit more a sophisticated act, right? Uh, if only they knew me. But still, <laughs> what I present is a little bit more of a sophisticated act, and it's not going to be everybody's cup of tea. I'm not going to get on everybody's lineup. But it's enough. Yeah, the people that feel you and want to be around you and enjoy and connect with you and your music, they'll make it known, and I think they'll be enough. Yeah. Versus, you know, trying to get everybody, whereas everybody kind of don't know what they want. And also trying to please everybody is Mm. just a very dangerous way to spend your time. It's going to be soul destroying in the end. Yeah. Not going to win everybody over. But you're right about what you said, which um, how the music industry has massively changed Mm. um, from radio being so, so important. It's still important, but it's, it's, there's other ways um, of getting your music out there that are very important. And, also targeting the people. The thing is, you can't also get comfortable continually targeting on your social media. You've uh, the people that already love you. You've got to somehow You've got to grow ex- expand it as well. Beyond that, sure. So it's it's a sure. it's a balance. Mm, so mm. it's a it's a difficult a difficult thing to meander through. So Louise, you haven't like in the last few years, I don't know, found Jesus, given up alcohol, decided to start yoga, any weird things like that? Because a lot of people, uh, you know, around our age, they find <laughs> some crutch. They decide they need to change some big thing. Oh, they have thing. an epiphany. Yeah, well, what happens? <laughs> I don't know. What happens? People just so kind of wake up and see things differently. Yeah, I don't know. It's also like they need to sometimes patch something, fix something they're unhappy about. You haven't done any of that weird stuff, have you? No. Um, I wish I could drink more, actually. Um, <laughs> and I'm being That's serious. A good it's so That's unfair. a good answer. What happens when you hit 38 plus? Mm-hmm. You can't have those hangovers. They Yo, are the sir. worst. Yeah. No, your body starts <sighs> striking back. What are you talking about? You're 32. Don't I'm, you dare. Oh, no, but I'm also yeah, sleeping. My head out of the ring. Are now three days. It takes me three days to recover. <laughs> well, you've got a, yeah, there's, there's bad news. The body is <laughs> not the body that it used to be, Gareth. Oh. Things are changing. Oh, it's very kind to jump in on. on yeah, to help, to help us old people <laughs> without without hangover problems. Yeah, I used try to, and empathize with us. One nice. of my favorite things to do would be after a period because I'm a, quite an extreme person where I work really, really hard, mm-hmm. get the project done, and then I like to reward myself. Okay, um, whether it be through a, like a, a week away in Mozambique or and something nice or a really lovely bottle of red wine and to drink it and to have great conversations with people that I trust around a fire. That's, and now I have to like limit myself to... So if you want me to trust you, you either have to put on the headphones or you have to stop moving away from that microphone. Oh, sorry. I'm in deep <laughs> conversation with myself, clearly. That's, that's fine. But I mean, your mic, 
for a singer. I, I'm surprised I have to tell you this. Three stuff. fingers away. My gosh. Um, <laughs> Yes, so that's the only real change is that I used to be able to at least have a bottle of red wine by my well, not by myself. That's that. But it's okay. sometimes, this is, this sometimes, is a safe space. yeah, you're you allowed. Yeah. And that has sadly been kind of I've had to change my behaviour a little bit. Um, other than that, yeah, to change the tone a bit, a lot of people have died recently, um, which has made me reflective. And uh, yesterday, I heard Derek Watts has oh, passed. You know what? I'm, it, I'm glad you brought oof. it up. It's a horrible thing, but I've mm. seen. Such love for mm, him, yeah. such an outpouring of love. Yeah. Uh, there are very few people. You included. I saw your post. Yeah, there are very few people in South Africa. Listen, I, I can't claim to have been like a close friend. I saw lots of people who knew him really well, yeah. um, posting all kinds of lovely stories. But it's it's a tough thing in South Africa in 2023 to find someone who people universally are sad to mm. see go. Yes, mm. you know, agreed. There, there's there's going to be people who some people are like, I'm glad that she's gone or I'm glad he's gone. And then there are other people who go, oh, it's really sad. And this guy, I haven't seen a single, maybe, a single, it's, yeah. maybe, I, maybe I've got a very monotone group of people I connect with. On I, doubt social. No. I doubt that. I don't think yeah. so either. Everybody's got such a positive experience with him. And no. what I like is that it's an array of people. So mm. yeah. it's not just all celebrities. It's literally some people are just the average Joe. And yeah. they may have just bumped into him somewhere, but that experience with him and you was couldn't so miss memorable. Him. Six yeah. foot six. <laughs> Something. Um, <laughs> I saw such a lovely comment. Someone said that they just, because he was so recognizable. I mean, he'd been on TV since we were mm. kids. Yeah, basically. so many years, yeah. And even though he was on this Hardcore show, carte blanche for years, where if you saw Derek and you were in your <laughs> office, you'd think, oh, no, they're, they're going to come and take me out. Yeah, you know, yeah, this is yeah. carte blanche, uncovering some dark, dirty nonsense I've been involved in. Yeah. But he had such a nice way about him. He was So warm. He didn't take himself too seriously. He was friendly to everybody. Mm. He seems to have been just universally loved mm. which is very special yeah i think people can uh, see someone with integrity sure and that's what he had uh, a journalist with massive integrity mm. and um one of the good ones so yeah a lot of yeah, that i'm sad to see him me go. too i was mm. really what a loss. <clears throat> sad my heart just broke a bit um and i only met him a few times and again same story just lovely and gracious nice to everyone and, kind. He, and, and he was he treated everyone the same yes didn't matter if you were someone who he, he needed something from or if you were someone who he could do something for. Mm. He was equally lovely to everybody and yeah. smiled and laughed and had a good sense of humor. And he was mm. quite like uh, cheeky as well. Yeah, a twinkle mm. in his eye. Yeah, he didn't, yeah. Uh, he didn't uh, get all hardcore about things or throw his opinions around. A lot of charisma. Yes. A lot of charisma. Yes. Mm. Good guy. Mm. So I think I think with, with that, and I was saying to Sims um, – Yesterday we were rehearsing. He's worked his whole life, worked really hard, and now should have been the time where he could sit back, enjoy his family, mm. um, enjoy some quiet time. Sure. I think he was in his 60s. Yeah. Um, and, and that was stolen and taken away. Sure. So this cancer thing is just – so it did make me reflect last night going the way that we're living – particularly in big cities and competitive cities like Joburg and dirty cities and stressful cities like Joburg, as much as I love it. Yeah. Um, what is it doing to us? Mm. And uh, what is it doing to our bodies that we're not aware of? Mm. Um, and yeah. that just made me think last night. My, I drink a lot of coffee. I'm, I'm stressed um, like we all are. We all I, are. I can't no, see me just, being different from anyone you. else. It's not just you. Yeah. And the lifestyle of trying to um, – just trying paying paying for everything that we need to have a, a kind of a middle afloat. class life. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. it's very expensive. Medical mm. aid. I have I have medical aid for my dogs, um, which is creeping up as well. Every debit order, I'm like everything oh, goes up. Everything yeah. goes up. So it's this thing that we're in, and I don't. I mean, I don't blame Jan Milan for going to Paternoster and having a quiet life. Well, you you've got to line up your priorities and, frankly, is money the most important thing? For some some people would say no. And some of those people are the happiest people I know. Mm. And then there are people with tons of money, but they're miserable. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah I've seen it. Stress is a big killer. Yeah. Mm. I think stress really hits a lot of people very hard. Our diets. Our, I was going to say, what are we eating? Mm -hmm. That That is Whatever also. Whatever Uber Eats has on the menu for and me. See, that's the, that's the danger. Like, uh, the danger is exactly that. We're I not do having that way like too often, that fresh, fresh foods me anymore. Too. The convenience of the KFC can just be injected into my veins and land at my door. <laughs> we love that. And But is it good for us? 
You're yeah, not? these are the no. questions. I don't know. My dad, the, on the other side of it, my dad has always been a highly stressed person. Um, I don't know if you watched uh, Mr. Faulty, Faulty Towers. Basil Faulty? Well, my dad is Basil Faulty. Oh, wow. So um, <laughs> massive panic. My mother is like Sybil. So that's the dynamic I grew up in. <laughs> and he um, – That's awesome. Yeah. He is 79, um, driving around in a sports car. They're mm. just going to Zambia now to some game lodge to sit See, and drink. And he that's drinks. How, that's where you want to end up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I. So I we think- can stress and hopefully. Live a long time. Good, he's yeah. never been on a diet. The butter that he's eating. Mean, he was born on a dairy farm in Bath in England. Right. Mm. The butter and the dairy he consumes, the red wine, mm. the whiskey every night. He's 79 driving a sports car going to a holiday in Zambia. And what, a, what a life. That's so, awesome. Yeah, that's I don't great. know if if the stress is the killer or if mm. it's just but unfortunately in your genetic, genetic coding. That it, might, it, might, it might just be lucky genes. But you mentioned Derek and I, I just think – Exactly. Like here's this guy who worked and worked. And I mean he was he was on TV every week for us. And to get that show there, as you know, yeah. it's a lot Hard of work. work. And and he was doing lot, lots of other stuff too. And then this is the time where you want to chill and exactly. be, be, be retired and enjoy your life. I, I feel like we need to have some of that at every stage of our life. You must balance sure. having fun being relaxed, being mm. with people you care about, mm. doing the stuff you really love mm. with work. But it shouldn't be 80%, 20%. It should yeah. be something close to 50-50. And there is something in the water in, in, every, Joburg, in every which day, is pushing you. In every day, we must just find enough reasons to be happy. Exactly. Mm. I felt that. I think if that's the only thing that he can give us, well, I mean, apart from his amazing work and, and career and the things that he's highlighted for us, um, mm. that is something to to think about, that nothing is promised. And it's hard mm. when you're <sighs> in your life and you're sitting in the saddle going like, I yeah. have to conquer this and mm. sell yeah. this out and do this no, and get pressure. more numbers. And I do feel we had a um, a, a month in Hermanus recently. We stayed July and didn't live in – I stayed one house up from my folks because I can't – I took the dogs in, as well. You don't want to be in their house. Yeah. No, I think when you when you hit 35 plus, you should be buying expense – well, nice wine at least, not expensive, above 100 rand, and you shouldn't be staying in your parents' house if you can afford it. Um, but Airbnb does this wonderful thing where if you take a place for 30 days, a month, a solid month, they'll give you a ridiculous uh, discount. Discount, yeah. So even if you're going for three weeks, it's better to take it for a whole month. So um, I said to Mark, uh, I need to get out of job. I need to spend time with my dad. And so we took the whole, the dogs and everything down. We spent, and I worked remotely from Hermanus. And it's in the evening, you just go along the cliff path. I don't know if if you know, but walk along the cliff path with the dogs, talk about, Talk about things other than work, mm. uh, see a whale. Sure. Oh, look, there's a big fat seal on the rock. You know, these are the kind of conversations. Yeah. Then go and have a drink Smell with my flowers. folks in the in mm. the evening by the f- their roaring fireplace. Yeah. So um, as soon as we drove back, you can feel things tighten in your body. Mm. It's a physiological change mm. as you drive into and you see the first Gauteng sign in your you know, you just feel, oh, here we go, here we go. Sounds to me like you've got to move eventually. <laughs> eventually, I think. Um, I think the the sea is calling, but is that, is that's the, that's the end goal. That's the end goal. Yeah, yeah. sounds right. wholesome. It, it, <laughs> again, again, wholesome. that's a good, yeah. it's a good word, and I do think you know that this is special what you just described now, and and spending time, you know, like for you spending time with your kids, Lebang, mm. now while they they're only going to be young for a little while. Yeah, and yeah. one day you're going to be like, they're Where all out the of the house. Go? Yeah, they're not right? going to have time for me. Yeah. Gone. Yeah, and similarly, your folks aren't going to be there forever. Yeah, mm. I mean, I'm not trying to. No, that's true. That is why. No, I know. That is why I went down. And you think, well, this is good. I'm spending quality time with them. I'm not going to regret one day that I didn't go down Mm. and spend time with them. Yes. Mm. And you have to keep telling yourself to have patience as well with your parents. (laughs) Uh, I wonder. I sometimes wonder what's harder, old people or young people? I mean, what's the difference? (laughs) Yes. And the combination (laughs) is quite something. It's very much the same thing. (laughs) But music is also for. So for many of us who are not musicians and singers and performers music gives us that release yes mm. like I and find for me as well as a, as a musician mm. you do oh very much what, so. like listening in the car in yeah. traffic it calms you down it makes you feel better you sing along with your favorite song yeah i'm a, i listen to are all you sorts ever of self-conscious music? about that by the way if you're in your car and someone <laughs> knows it's louise carver 
mean, LeBang, you imagine you're just driving down William Nickel. Yeah. And you see uh, <laughs> Louise Carver in her car singing along to some other song. I'm curious, what is Louise Carver <laughs> listening to? Is she listening to Louise Carver? <laughs> no, it's definitely not me. No, because that's work for her, right? Uh, no, it's definitely not me, but it's a, it has changed over the years. So mm. I often now listen to classical just to give my... Just to deepen the breathing. What, what, give me something that you've listened to recently. Classical songs, because I'm all about that too. Weird, and, and isn't it? Think, how you yeah, go. Yeah, you do. The only thing I've never really cottoned on to is jazz. No, I don't listen to jazz. Um, I went to a jazz. My, my dad's very into jazz. He took me to a jazz concert in Hermanus in the wine cellar at the bottom. Wow. And, oh, that, sounds, um, that sounds very cool. My dad said to me, we've booked a table at um, the Pear Tree in Hermanus and the, and he's very much he needs things to be when they said it's going to finish at 8 because we've booked a table at quarter past 8 that's my dad's whole world um, it's, it's like time a- and schedule right so I said in my inner thought I thought it's jazz it's never going to finish on time it's no. never going to finish on time and as it hit 8 and these young, as they say, cats, was got in, found their groove. And I was like, I looked to my mom and I was like, it's not going to end the date. It's not classical. <laughs> Meanwhile, he's and tapping his fingers He's on going the table. like, the table's booked at quarter past eight. The table's booked. And I thought, Dad, we're going to... And I said, Mom, I know this is your nightmare because everyone knows everyone in Amanas. We're going to have to leave if we're going to make this table. This is what you end up doing. It's so funny because I'm, I'm Louise and I'm Louise Carver, but I'm just wheezy to my folks. And mm. I'm still their yeah. daughter sitting in, the, in, the, in these plastic man- chairs in a wine cellar. Mani- and you're managing them. I'm managing them them yeah. that's interesting when that switch happens with your parents and my dad's going it's at eight o'clock it's at eight o'clock and i and i i look to my mom and i'm like mom i know this is your absolute worst nightmare but we're mm. actually going to get up in our plastic chair that we're just going to not kick over our wine glasses and we're going to have to leave and, and get jazz up. people jazz audiences are very serious yes very serious mm. when that guy's going self-indulgent nonsense well there's a word that i use but uh it's, it's musical you wanking, what I mean? is what you're saying. Oh, she, used the hand, she used the dirty hand gesture. But okay, Some so, you, jazz, so some you're listening jazz. to yeah, classical. Let's just get back to this. You're, you're sitting in traffic in Johannesburg listening to what? Uh, Brahms? <laughs> what are we listening no, to? No, actually, I know this. Is, I don't. Often I listen to Hans Zimmer, which is. Um, oh, I love Hans Zimmer. Okay, so it's, it's cool. movie soundtracks. Very cool. Okay. Sweeping kind of string. Mm. Uh, so we're not going to see you singing. We're going to see you going. Just going. I'm, uh, I'm fake conducting in my car. <laughs> Look, no hands. Um, no, that's not me. And I listen to a, a variety of things. I really don't know. I've put together a gym playlist as well for Spotify. So sometimes those all, you know, mm. I feel like that a little bit of old school hip hop mm. just to keep me going. <laughs> yeah, that's good. A little feed you like that's good. all sorts of stuff. Um, oh, what's the one that I can't even, it's too, it's too rude. But anyway, when that comes on, I feel like if people in the gym knew what I was listening to, it's really old. Buster Rhymes. Oh. Nice. <laughs> Very nice. good. Very good. Missy Elliott. That's good. nice. Pumping good. the weights. That's, that's a nice cool. variety. That's a, a hu- yeah. I've always, mm. I think it's about the song and, um, and, I don't really mind what genre it is. Mm. Uh, my partner does listen to death metal from small countries in way up north, and he has tried to explain the like uh, that the, Scandinavian, yeah, that stuff, oh, oh, death, man. and that uh, that Viking, <laughs> yeah, that. <That's> so, <laughs> oh, it's disgusting. Uh, what are they even saying? Like you can't even hear anything. It's terrible. like monotone. So yeah, that, so that's where I will draw the line. Long car journeys. We've just decided to do audiobooks because we cannot okay, agree on good. the music. So, yeah. uh, And Harry Potter always comes up with Stephen Fry. Stephen Fry. Oh, he's great. I could listen to anything. He could tell me a recipe and I just slowly drift off into like nothing bad could happen to me if I'm listening to Stephen Fry. I love totally him agree. passionately. It's fantastic. I would have him. <laughs> if you say, you know, the dinner party scenario, who yeah. would you have? Yeah. Um, Stephen Fry all the way. I just want to, just want to be friends with him, desperately. He's, he's so clever <laughs> from Blackadder days, and he's so prolific, and he knows so many things. I mean, I've seen him on the few. I don't watch a lot of TV anymore, but the few TV talk shows that I have or clips that come up on online, mm. when he sits there, he 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 starts telling a story about oh, I don't know Greek mythology. Yes, he loves that. And all the other people just stop trying to participate and they just listen. <laughs> just let him do his thing. Because he's so damned good at it. Mm. In fact, it was Nicole Kidman who was sitting next to him in this one interview. And she just went dead quiet and she said, no, no, keep talking <laughs> when he finished. 
I thought, wow, that's, that's impressive. <laughs> He's done a very, very interesting documentary on bipolar, him being bipolar. Yes? Yeah. Yes, he's bipolar. Oh. And um, he does not take the medication. He doesn't want the um, effects that the medication. But he is not saying it's a good or bad thing. So he did a whole documentary, very interesting, mm-hmm. on people that have decided to take it versus people that are not taking it and the virtues of, of, of both. <coughs> and it was a really the conclusion is he still decided not to take it. Mm-hmm. I mean, they found him in – he's gone walkabout quite a few times where he's – been suicidal and mm. they found him in a different country without his wallet and wandering around so it's pretty serious what he really? has yeah but he has <laughs> tried the scary. drugs and it is it numbs him um and he doesn't want to take away his sharpness so he's decided to have to manage it in a different way but and he's chained um, himself to the bed at night and that yeah <laughs> but it's just a very interesting documentary on mental health <laughs> and being someone that has meant because most people don't do a documentary on something that they have sure they do it about it but he has mm, it mm. and he did it so it's become very trendy, obviously, to talk about mental mm. health issues. Mm. And we have, on Mondays, we've got Dr. Hanan, who's a psychologist. We've got a series here that we do with a psychiatrist. And everybody these days is claiming, I mean, not everybody, but there are a lot of people who are claiming that they all have some sort of thing. Mm. Oh, I'm mm. bipolar. Mm. Or, oh, oh, I'm ADHD. Or, mm. I'm obsessive compulsive or whatever it is. I often wonder if... Again, because it's a generational thing, maybe you just would have made it through there without too much of, of today's kind of overdiagnosis. But I wonder if we, when we were kids, had the psychologists and psychiatrists and the medicalization of everything mm. that is really just human experience, mm. when we were kids, whether they would have put us on medicine. Well, I was on Ritalin. You were? <laughs> I was about to say, I'm, I'm really? sure a lot of kids and were. I, um, I'm the same age as you, I think. Yeah, we were there. Um, and I don't, I think... What, did they come and strap you to a gurney and like force feed you medicine at age seven? When did this begin? No, it was advised by teachers at seven. Um, and I had to go that's to... Young. Monsters. That's yeah, I had young. to go to special classes. They would take me out of the class. Those Monsters. <laughs> And I have a theory. I had chronic asthma as a kid, mm. so I was on cortisone. And I believe that the – and I think I'm right. Um, I think that the strong dose of cortisone to keep my chest open so I could breathe mm. caused concentration problems. So then they started uh, well, giving me tough. Ritalin. Well, tough. It helped you to breathe, which helped you to sing, which exactly. helped all of us. So I'm, <laughs> oh, thanks, So tough titties for your ADHD. <laughs> so but I you, don't have ADHD, but, you were but on, I took the medication. You were on Ritalin. Yeah, as a kid, yeah. Um and See, I what do bothers think me, I just want to say, like, what bothers me about this? And Lebang, I don't know, you've you got five kids, you can climb in on this you anytime you like. Children. I know. Wow, that's I a story. I always bring it up and then people go, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> She's so sick of it. She just rolls her sorry. eyes. Yeah, no, it's okay. I'm it's so just, used to it. Mm, is the a... Ritalin there to help the kid or, or the, to help parents. the parents and the teachers? See, that, that was going to be my next point is a lot of these parents don't want to participate in the parenting. And mm. the teachers, when they just get hot fall, it's like, well, your kid There's is broken. <laughs> just like shove something in the child's, you know, veins and then they'll be fixed. They don't want to actually participate in the healing and in the the everydayness of what it takes to actually just be a present adult in a child's life. Or be a better teacher. Because exactly. I remember in, in school uh, really resonating with my English teacher because she got on the level with us. And she mm. said, yeah, you, see, you know, Louise, I know you, you don't want to be here, but <clears throat> you've got to be here. So let me sure. just help you navigate through this and then we'll get you through. I'm, mm. I'm, I'm a rank outsider and an amateur at this, so I'm not going to profess any kind of knowledge. But <clears throat> if you have a child who has concentration problems, Give them something they love to concentrate on. Mm. It's not a problem anymore. They might excel at that. Mm. There were certain subjects. I, if you just opened the door for me, yeah, I agree. I'd be lost in that world for days. Yes, obsessed with it, and I'd come out knowing all the things you could know about an engine or whatever Mm. it might have been. Sure, just give them something to do. Don't. Dull them, numb them, mm. and, and switch their brains onto slow. That's always the first thing that they want to do is, oh, well, because you don't like maths, mm. injection. Oh, you, you're struggling in English? <laughs> injection. I don't what? know how many of my peers in primary school were put on Ritalin just because they struggled with focus. Not every single person who isn't enjoying a subject 
is not enjoying it because they struggle to focus. Give them something else. Look you at can't. You. I mean, box. Louise could have. She could have. For all we know, Louise Carver might have had the cure for cancer in her brain, but the right? ADHD medication <laughs> ruined it for all of the us. The Ritalin <laughs> hindered the cure to cancer. Turned you into a singer instead of a scientist. <laughs> I could have had a much easier ride in life. Thanks, medication. No, but I do. I did read something that said that only ten percent of kids learn in the way that traditional classes are taught. Exactly. Uh, that's 10%. The rest, 90%, mm. don't learn, inf- don't take in information and in here's that another, way. Here's another controversial that's thing scary. is that the format for learning in schools is very much a format that's tailored to girls. Bo- right. Boys sitting still in a class mm. listening, mm. not a good yeah. thing for them. They don't like that. Yeah, boys exactly. I can by, see that with my nephew. Boys learn yeah. by practice and yeah. by watching. Yeah, like and feeling things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like a lot of sensory. Sitting there with textbooks is like, it's a nightmare for but us, I wasn't, us guys. I, I right? mean, I've, I did a brain test once. Um, gosh, what was it called? It's called Brain Sex Theory. Or it was a book called Brain Brain Sex and at the back of the it's book. It's not one of those online quizzes. No, 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 no. It's a very, it's a, it's a, it's a well-researched right. book. It's not some nonsense. But basically it's about your senses and how you respond to things. So yeah. um, if there's a um, woman are meant to be very good at uh, pinpointing where the sound's coming from, obviously on a level of protecting the children. Yeah, evolutionary. From that. Evolutionary. Thanks, yeah. Yeah. Sure. And uh, 0 to 50 on your score would be a male, um, roughly speaking. And then 51... And, and the closer to naught, the more kind of, sorry, the the more kind of uh, caveman-y, I suppose, yeah. sure. Neanderthal. And then um, then 51 to 100, uh, female, mm. and then closer to 100, the more that you are wanting to have your wedding dress and your, you know, very feminine-minded hyper, and, and hyper, hyper feminine, right? uh, yeah. uh, wanting cool. to look after babies when you're still a baby. And then, you of know. course, on that scale, you will have, even though I'm going to get into such shit with a lot of people in the comments here. Oh gosh, yeah, we've gone into. You'll have a lot of guys <laughs> who would be in the fifty-one to hundred. Exactly, and a lot gosh. of girls who'd be in the one to fifty. And now groups of than them than theirs as well in there. So yeah, <laughs> where would they even? Where would their because, them be? Because um, a lot of a lot be? of men <laughs> have a, a feminine expression in certain areas. A lot of women have a feminine, ex- I mean, a masculine expression. In certain areas. Yes, I've simplified the test. Uh, um, yeah. What did you get? Fifty-one. Oh, you're joking. Oh, mm. right and I, and I was 18 when I took a, it. You basically got a cock and balls at 51. I have to shave in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Don't put us off. No one's going to come to your show now. Imagine you backstage. <laughs> and the back is the worst. The, the Sims has to get hair. involved. Yeah. <laughs> so you, so you, what does that tell you about you? Well, I kind of knew it. I did it at 18. Um, and I thought, oh, well, that makes sense. Mm. I just thought that was the first thought, oh, okay, because I have no desire. I, I always thought, why don't I want – I didn't have a boyfriend until I was – kids? No, mm. never. I, I, Did I, you climb trees and um, make things out of yeah, wire? Yeah, we, we lived in a small <laughs> – make things out of wire. We lived in a small <laughs> holding, so I was out with animals most of the time okay. just doing things. Yeah. But, um, yeah, just kind of in my brain I thought, well, that that does – I don't know if it's what the – if it's – Accurate. I mean, I am a feminine person. Yes. Um, no, I would. I would have thought you would be way closer to the hundred than the fifty. So I read you wrong. But I think how I have you present yourself that way. Mm. Oh, I'm not thanks, saying. Yeah. That, I'm not saying that you have <laughs> gender dysphoria or anything. <laughs> but it does. It is interesting to me that you you kind of are closer to the middle of the range. Mm. And I've always related. Of course, that's assuming that this book is not nonsense. Yes, exactly. Sure. I mean, I haven't re-looked at it, but I I do um, do think it made a lot of sense. Where do you think you'd end up, Lamont? Oh, man. Um, She's maybe close, but because of like my my natural instinct to just kind of like get into mommy mode all the time, definitely like around the 60s, definitely. But I did grow up with one of like, I was one of the boys, you know, I was also just like a tomboy type thing. So that used to be a thing and uh, people were... They didn't go, oh, you know, we now need to start uh, changing her, her gender on her birth certificate because sure, she's no. playing with the guy. Because she wears skater shoes. Oh, and it's a complicated yeah. time. It's a complicated time. And <laughs> I'm glad it's behind us. Yeah. Uh, again, like with the ADHD mm. medication, and with the exception of Louise Carver, obviously. Of course. Mm. Uh, Falsely I'm, diagnosed. I'm, I'm so pleased I grew up at the time I did. Also because of these things, these goddamn phones. I know. Yeah. Like, Oof. I had a good life and a really long period of growing up 
before these things I came out. In fact, I think I had grown up. I, I got my first phone at what twenty ish. Yeah, I was Ooh. around. I got it. I got the brick, the Nokia brick, wow. first year varsity, mm. okay. and um, that that it, it texted slowly in a green screen over like. <laughs> I yeah. remember those. And then that it text and it took a call. Yeah. And if you think about it, that's kind of all you really need to do. The rest you can do off your laptop when you get to your office. You don't need mm. all the other things. Mm-hmm. But to flip your conversation, what interests me, and if there, I'd like to in the next five five years, I'd like to do another degree um, on psychology, but in a very specific area, those people that are fully functioning in society that have got things that haven't been diagnosed. So I'm not talking about the real um, people with bipolar and and things that really, uh, they will lose it, but I'm talking about people that are either Asperger's or, Mm -hmm. and they're people that you know and you're working with in the industry, and I've got a few, Mm. um, that there's something off about them. Mm. Um, and we were discussing the other day in a band rehearsal, and I can't obviously say who we were talking about, but there's we no. all kind of had had similar don't, experiences. Don't, don't you think a lot of this is also just the human condition? Like, uh, you, there's no such thing as perfect balance. Again, Dr. Hanan on Monday said, like, how do you know you're good? Yeah. <laughs> like, mm. no one's good. Yeah. yeah. Everybody has great days and terrible days. Some people are more on the depressive side. Some people mm. more on the anxious side. Some people mostly happy. But is there something? Which one is right? I mean, well, I think there's a, a, a like a broad area of normal where you kind of, and then there's like extreme. If I were you, I, w- I wouldn't well, go scratching. I wouldn't go scratching <laughs> in that vegetable patch. That <laughs> Stay away from there. Don't do that. Please make, make no make some nice Amazing. songs for us and entertain us as you have for years Heal and we, us. we love you for that. I don't want you to go and dig around and get people who are managing just fine without a diagnosis <laughs> and suddenly now you've made them paranoid about that there's something wrong with them. Just leave them alone, Louise Carver. Oh, Mind gosh. your own business, all right? <laughs> Drink water. Yeah. What's wrong with you? But there's are some people who you just you, you can't read their energy. Like something is off, but they really are coming across like they've got their shit together. There's people like that where I'm I'm always suspicious of that kind of person where it's like you're really coming forward like everything is cool, but you don't really know if everything is really cool. Like something is That's off because you're suspicious and weird. <laughs> I'm not suspicious and weird. Yes, you you're are. suspicious and weird. You've been beating your wife for seven years behind closed doors, and you've been acting like everything is cool. You're a psycho. That's a psychopath. Yeah, yeah. she did bring but this up. But most uh, women yeah, the watch show. the Crime Channel obsessively, and you got to wonder about that. Why we watch it? We're just so we're relieved. Just it's not for us. Signs. And also, so, so, so. <laughs> we're, we're looking for signs. signs. That's yeah. how we relax on a Friday night with a glass of wine. Serial <laughs> yeah. killers. Ah, oh, what a lovely. Evening. I have never watched any of those shows. It's so interesting. Can't watch them. Gareth, they not are really? so interesting. Well, it isn't really catered for men. It is that like, and like football documentaries. Yo, they are so interesting. <laughs> I, I'm here for I it. I think you're 51, not 60 <laughs> something. <laughs> No, in fact, you may even be in the in the thirties with that. Hectic <laughs> football documentary. They are so interesting. Like, there's a lot that goes on in there where you sit and you're like, really? So they're not just kicking a ball into a net. No, you watch, they're like uh, they're doing a whole lot. I love it. It's sorry, so I, I, just like with uh, <laughs> Louise's boyfriend when she starts talking about uh, you know stuff Mark. that he doesn't know, or he starts Mark. talking about software and she goes. Whoosh, whoosh, I know. So when you started talking about the football documentaries, ah, like, some I really good Notice ones. how we were very quiet. <laughs> I found when I'm really stressed, what relaxes me is to get into bed, if it's cold, with an electric blanket, mm-hmm. if, if we've got <laughs> electricity, and <laughs> when we have electricity. quickly make a hot water bottle, yeah. get all comfy. This is such a weird thing. I discovered it myself. When I'm really stressed and there's just too many things going on, and then watching I shouldn't have survived this or I shouldn't be alive on YouTube, like oh. these people that have had a plane crash and then they, they have to survive. Like they're almost they lost at sea and yeah. sharks are nipping it. And I'm just sitting there in my going like, it's not, your life isn't that bad. Like That is so in- interesting. Weird. And I just feel like, ah, oh, I'm going to make you, you it. You two are so motivated by schadenfreude, clearly. What's that? Sorry. Schadenfreude. I've heard it, but I. It's, when it's, it's a German word for this feeling of, oh, thank goodness it's not me. Yeah. Essentially. But isn't that interesting? So when you hear, when you hear bad safe. noise, it's like a guilty joy. That, that it happened to someone else and not you. That is literally... It's a totally human thing. You don't have to feel bad about it. Yeah, that's interesting. It's, it's, got, a, it's got a name. It's, uh, many people have, have that experience on mm. a daily basis. Mm. 
Like, yeah. This is not me. Rather you than me. My life is actually mm. not that bad. That, Other that, people are suffering. Yeah. Huge not. amount of that on social media. You tons. can see oh, yeah. tons, yeah. tons, tons. Yeah. I was obsessed with the 2004, I think it was, after the the said breakup that was quite traumatic for me. Um, I was obsessed <laughs> with the tsunami <laughs> of watching people's clips from their phone from like a higher balcony oh, watching the because I was interested in the in the tsunami of how this wave could cause so much damage yeah. and carnage haven't they and made a they've made a movie about they have it, I watched that probably. as well yeah and? yeah it's Good. really it's something I mean it's exactly what you were schadenfreude schadenfreude sounds like a sausage <laughs> It sounds while like a sausage. While we're sharing good German words. <laughs> German remember, just sounds like a sausage, yeah. Beckpfeifengesicht. Beck, beck <laughs> wow. Means a face that looks like it needs a slap. Oh, that's brilliant. Why would that be a thing? I'd you've, be worried you've that met people... people like that. Come on. You've met people who you think that person needs a slap. You oh, yeah. Yeah, German is, yeah, it's a. Um, it's very messed up. Uh, it's a strong language. <laughs> I was when I was in Greece. I thought everything sounds like calamaris, calamaris. Like it's everything. all everything just sounds like a lovely meal. Do you also <laughs> find when you go to places like Greece, and, and this is the experience of all my female friends, is that the men are they still cavemen over there? They like whistle at women. They look at you in a lecherous way. You know, I'd or love to say a, yes because I'd enjoy a, that attention. Is it, but is it men of a certain age? You didn't have this? No, I recently went to Italy um, to a jewelry trade show um, in January. And before they I left, you? before I left, and I had a theory about it. Like, because everybody said, just careful, Lou, of the Italian men. Like, it's, yeah. you're just going to get mm. it. Not one. And I thought, is it because I look a little Italian and then they're, they're only going for blondes or uh -uh. something like that? No, or exotic been, African? Maybe, maybe or the, I'm just the, not the word has finally got there that like women don't want to, to be, be treated like pizza, and, yeah. pieces of meat. and you know. Yeah, I had a lovely experience. You just missed out. <laughs> I missed out. Because I think, yeah, baby, I don't mind that. What, what are you going to do? Just like give that. me a whistle. <laughs> and you don't like, even... Hey, Come here, come, come sit over here. Oh, get Louis out. Carver. I just do a little bow. Thank you okay. very much. <laughs> it's a weird thing. Do you, do you think maybe because, you know, we, we often talk on the show about like attention seeking and I certainly in the beginning of my career was hugely attention seeking. Maybe that's why I don't find it so attractive anymore. Mm, nice. But do you think in if you're going to be a performer and a singer, mm. you have to want people to want you. Oh, that's a good question. Oh. I um, I've never been. It is so weird. I um, I have never wanted um fame or attention. I've just wanted to be able to be a musician and play. Um, I've learnt. I think what happened when when uh, it don't matter went on radio mm. from being a introvert, quiet, small group of friends person, I had to have a conversation with myself and go, this personality is not going to work if we're going to do this. So you had to force yourself out of the shell. Mm, I did. You and I developed another personality that is now integrated into mine, but it wasn't the one that I developed as a, because we develop our personalities to cope mm. with whatever yeah. we have to do. So do you have to, to psych yourself up when you go on stage? I don't. It comes very easy now. Really? Yeah. Okay. But it was From a planned beginning. conversation with self at yeah. about 17 like that. And then I had to have another conversation when I moved from Cape Town at 27 <laughs> to Joburg because everybody's a lot more social here. Mm. And I had my university friends from Cape Town and my school friends. And we had this little Cape Town uh, obnoxious click. And I had to say... Cape Town, thing, mm. Cape Town is so, so clicky. Cape Town. So that hasn't changed. Cape Town has consistently, consistently yeah. just been clicky. Yeah, and I don't, I don't fit in anymore. So that's interesting. I'm not interested in that at all. I, not, I don't need to have that in my life. But um, uh, it's still a beautiful place. I'm just not buying into that. But yeah. um, when I came to Joburg, I had to have another conversation with myself and go, okay, so now you're very busy. You're playing Tan's Cafe every Friday and you're doing this and this and the uh, mm. blues room. And, and you have to, and I was desperately trying to still be Cape Townian and have, a, but you've got no friends, so you're going to have to make friends, and mm. you're going to take that little judgmental cap off, and 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 I did, and I've got mm. amazing Joburg friends now. Of obviously, for many many years, I've been here, but it is that conversation you've got to have with yourself and go, "This isn't working for you. You're going to be alone watching DVDs every yeah. weekend if you're keeping this <laughs> shit up. Yeah. So, take your little pretentious hat off and let's right. start again." Sure. And so, I've had a few, but naturally, where I go naturally is um, in my home with my dogs, 
ordering Uber Eats and Netflixing or watching a good movie or watching tsunamis in my bed. But um, that's naturally where I recharge. So I'm yeah. still at heart an introvert. Good. Don't recharge from going out. I think everybody's a bit of both, hey? I think so. It's a, I, really um, do. I mean, there are people like my good friend that is coming back to South Africa. Good news story. Went, emigrated to Austria. Mm-hmm. Husband got a job in Red Bull and um, hmm. couldn't get on with the culture there at all. Very social person mm. and not very social Austrians just by nature, very no. closed. Yeah. So um, desperately lonely, four years there and sure. so excited to come home. She's actually coming home this weekend. Very good friend of mine. Nice. But she gets joy cool. from connecting people, sure. obviously in yeah. PR, had a very successful PR business. Whereas okay. I do not get that. Mm. I enjoy my time out, but I'm also excited. There's lovely social media memes where the guy's in his car going like, bye. Yeah, we must do this again. And he closes the door and he's like, oh. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I go like, that's me, that's me. But well, uh, yeah, balance. I'm uh, thrilled you were here. I hope you're not going to get in your car after this and go, <sighs> no, it's you. This is a fun, uh, fun conversation. But you're very yeah. social, always. Gareth. I see you out. You've got a group Gareth, of very good looking friends. He's a balance, again, balance half, guy. half and half, right? Mm. So I can, I can turn it on. And I can switch it off. Mm. When I'm at home during the week on my own, doggy. wild horses can't pull me out of there. Mm. Mm. Good song. But when he's with the people, he is immersed in the people. It's just yes. a perfect balance. Your tequila. You're, you're good at that too. <laughs> well, I mean, after being with you for like two to three years, I'm getting better Nonsense. at it. Nonsense. You were good at it at the start. That's one of the reasons you're here. All right, listen. All right, thanks very enough much. Of, uh, nice. Enough of us breaking thanks. down our personalities this, this morning. <laughs> I hope everybody's had fun today. It's Wednesday, so... Uh, still almost got, Friday. Still, still got two days. And it's the 25th. It's not almost Friday. I've got a lot to do. I've got a media launch on Friday. Oh, have you? Oh, so, yeah. Yes, of course, because you're, you're starting the I turn next invited. Week. Uh, you know I'm not going to come in. I know, I know, but thank you. <laughs> I think. You know. <laughs> think no, I, I think know, thank you. <laughs> you know, no, you know I love you, but I don't go to these things. No, just, it's fair uh, enough. Yeah, it's, it's, it I, is. I inadvertently promised someone on the air the other day I'd go on their show and now I have to Ooh. get out of it. you have to do it. No, I have to get out of it. Oh. I'm not gonna do it. There's no way I'm going to do it. So I still do that. I know we're wrapping up, but I still have that little kernel of people pleasing where I, I say something that I know will make that I person just, happy. I did, it on the, I did it on the show and it was almost like part of the shtick. Yeah, yeah, sure. I'll. And, then I, and I, there's witnesses. Then I get an email and I'm like, oh, what the hell? I said, oh, what? I've got to break a bone or something so I don't have to go to this thing. And all you want to do is just oh. be in your bed. That's all. You just want to like sleep. There's a ba- I know we're wrapping up, but there's a balance. I sometimes I'm too much. Like last weekend, I was in my home too much, and I thought, "Oh my gosh, I've I'm completely isolated myself. I need mm. to get out." I, I'm getting the vibe that you two should have like a, a wine thing on <laughs> Thursdays or something. No, no, I like this. That's uh, very good. No, it's good. But it's energy like, doesn't lie, guys. Yeah. All right, all right, everybody, have a happy Wednesday. We will see you tomorrow at six a.m.